Hello guys, welcome back to the Trekway. Do do your thing. No, you normally do that great. There we go. Uh, welcome. <laughs> we are doing a special today, as we like to call it, which which is out with the reviews we normally do for Star Trek programs. Um, today is going to be about Star Trek Day, which was two days ago uh, on the eighth of September. A bunch of things came up, Gray, that we took some notes down. Um, but what I thought we should do is we should probably start on the negative so we can end on the positive because there was probably more positive notes than there was negative notes. So we will start on the negative. In fact, I think it was the biggest bee in your bonnet, but I'll pitch in, Gray. What did you and I both hate most about Star Trek Day on Paramount Plus? Uh, almost all of it. But the, the one I <laughs> that I hated the worst was whatever that DJ was. I, I don't know what he was or who he was. Or what he was doing there, but boy, was he bad. I mean, let's let's we all I think pretty much agree, and I think many people out there that if you're going to have a Star Trek day, and it's backed by Paramount Plus, wouldn't you think, right in your head, logically, Spock, right, logically, it would be that they would put their best foot forward, they would make it a slick production, uh, everything timed out right, you know, little to no technical difficulties, everything on you know relatively professional, it doesn't have to be you know. Hard ass, but, but you know, relative. No, it's completely opposite. The entire day was about ninety-five percent complete disaster. The only five percent was the shining things that did uh, that were good, like the clips and, they, and things we and saw. Were those. Yes, and they were very good, and you know, and stuff. And I get it. And they did a very nice tribute to Michelle Nichols, so that was really great too. Uh, but the rest of it, oh, I just, I'm just looking at this thing, and I'm going like, it, it can't possibly be this bad. It just can't. And it was horrible. I mean, absolutely freaking horrible. And this DJ decides to play music or be kind of like the beatbox MC. Yeah, and he's doing beatbox crap, and he's going boop, 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 and then put, and hitting things. Well, that's and, good, great. And that's half, pretty good. And, and half the time, <laughs> his stuff doesn't even work right, and they're having other technical difficulties. And then he would try to like he was doing a rap, like Star Trek rap or something. And oh, wow, it was so so bad. I was. I was cringing and just going like this the whole time. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's the perfect word. It, it, got, it, it got to be so bad that basically I put it on my other monitor and I was doing other stuff until I saw something pop up that was worth watching. And then I go back to it. Well, I was doing that as well. But that's because I was um, getting our last video up, uh, episode three review of Lord X. Watch that, people, if you haven't already. Uh, but you, you hit the nail on the head. The word I take away from that, Gray, the biggest word is cringe or cringy. Um, it was, I just, the way they threw it together, it was very amateurish. It was even the, oh, the pe even the people, uh, the, 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 the bird character from Lord Dex, I don't recall his name, and uh, the Beckett uh, actor were 
the guys doing most of the uh, interviewing. And they're, you know, mm-hmm. actors should be able to do that with their eyes closed. They're very comfortable with that. Yeah. But when yeah. the auto script keeps stopping and freezing and then in, yeah. and interrupting them, it was just like a bit of, of an amateur show. And I, and, and the DJ, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand the DJ. Great. You know, you what, know what where he's he, from? He, he's from The Late Show. He's the, one of the guys from The Late Show. And he's good on that, but it just didn't fit in. Well, this. I'll tell you one thing. If that if he was were if he was concerned about how this was going to help his career, that just tanked his whole career right there, right down the tube. He's on a late show. <laughs> he's okay with his career, I think. Gray somehow. Um, uh, what they what they should have done, but they didn't do, is hire somebody who's used to hosting. The guy that was doing the hosting, I forgot his name. Uh, I know people know a little bit about the guy, um, but he wasn't that great a host. It was like, eh. You know, but if they had gotten somebody with a with a little bit of hosting chops that knew what it what to do, I think they would have been fine. And and, and no joke, I'm not saying this because I, I'm trying to blow you know steam up my myself or Trev's uh, you know what. Both mm-hmm. of us could have done a better job than that guy. <laughs> yeah, mean, because we just, got the we got the passion. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, God. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't. It was, uh, it's just I can't go on and on. It's just too much. It wasn't just it's that just great. Crazy. It was it was um, on top of the cringy thing. It was not a very good production. I don't think Ugh, that you, if you want a good horrible. video production, right? And and I'm not an Apple fanboy. Before anyone in, uh, interjects here, um, look at the keynote speeches that Apple do two three times a year, and they started doing them since mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic was a thing. They are fantastic. Take a leaf from their book and <laughs> make it, or even DC fandom. Or things along that elk. Yeah, they yeah, are exactly. fantastic yeah. productions. Do that. You've got the money, Paramount. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like you know, uh, tie up to your neck kind of suits and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. It's you got to have some some leeway. <laughs> but it was so far off the deep end as being. Yeah. It, first of all, it was an insult to amateurs. That's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I mean, seriously, there's some yeah. amateurs out there that could have done a better job. You're not wrong. You're it's not wrong. Confusing. The worst thing was definitely to say the DJ, but um, we we wanted to touch on that first. Let's we got the negative out yep. of the way. We feel I feel slightly better, Gray. Tiny bit getting that off my chest. Um, yep. And when we can talk about all the good stuff that we saw, uh, and sure. we're probably going to kick off with the first thing you noted down, Gray. And I'm going to add to that, mm-hmm. which was the USS Titan A, which I believe it was. Uh, is bloody cool, and it looks like seven or nine is the commander there. Commander, not captain, although she's in charge. I'm a bit confused about that. Um, we'll yeah, talk- I was looking at the uh, uh, the pips on her collar, yeah, and I a- saw three or two and a half. I wasn't sure. So you know, pips three, are is it not? solid or Commander's that's what three. I was thinking. There was, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was three, but I couldn't tell. I have to go back yes. and look on the video whether the third pip was solid or open. So who's the captain then? I don't know. Can you be a I mean, commander without being uh, a captain of the ship? Apparently, at, at least right now. Anyway, I mean, I, I that does kind of. I'm kind of wondering about that. And now the only thing I could think of is maybe they put her in charge until Riker comes along, and then he jumps in, and then he's captain. That's what I'm thinking. No. Although I don't, I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be like, uh, it will be like Picard season two. Uh, where the the other guy who I'm forgetting his name, uh, Spanish kind of guy, he's in charge of the ship, but he has Admiral on board helping mm. him. I think it'll be something like this. Um, 
I wonder what her name Rios. will be on this. Rios, thank you, mate. Thank you, Rios. Yes. And, uh, the, and the only reason you you kind of forgot about it is because we all want to forget Picard season two. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, it's true. We're trying to take the positive <laughs> things out of that. There's not many. Um, no. Oh, now, is she going to be called Commander Seven, Captain Seven, Captain Nine, Captain Annika, Captain Hansen? We we don't know. I'm curious about that one actually. Uh, what what what? I would mean, you I like would I. Captain I think seven. if she's actually no, cap, I think if she's nine. actually no, I think if she's actually made it to this far to where she's a commander slash maybe captain, I would go with your real name. So yeah, I but would that go isn't a real, that isn't a real name, Captain. That's a human no, name. No, whatever. Her, her real name's seven and nine. That's what she's known all her life. Well, okay, then maybe her human name because I just think it's too difficult to go around Captain Seven, Captain Nine, Captain Seven from Nine. Captain I, Seven sounds all right to me. Captain Nine sounds. I would about go. I, I would go with protocol, it, which usually runs in the military or the navy, and you just you're using your surname. Earth name. Captain Hansen. Got so, right to it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll see. We'll talk about the ship that she's on now. Gray and I watched. Uh, By the way, we love we love this speculating stuff. It's great. Well, no, of course, <laughs> yeah, that's part of the fun of it. That's we probably didn't have no channel without oh, that. By the way. You had mentioned Titan A, but I don't think they in the clip they didn't say it was Titan A. You can see it in the mm-hmm. registry, I'm sure, at an angle. I because I was looking at the video and I don't think I clearly saw any A. And when they were talking about it, everybody assumes it's an A because they said it's not the Titan. I guess from uh, what you call it, lower decks. So mm-hmm. they're saying that this is a refit Titan. There was another theory out there, although I don't know if this is what will happen. But they're saying that. That type, the Titan we saw in the clip is actually the precursor to the Titan we saw in Lower Decks. So, in other words, it's a model that was done before. No, no. you know, Riker, Riker says hello, beautiful. And yes, we don't see what ship he's looking at, but because the Titan was his ship in Lower Decks, or is, depending on how you look okay. at that, I re- generally reckon it is the Titan, and it's the Titan A because. He is retired or semi-retired, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming back in yet again. He sees his ship, which is the same ship, but it's obviously been majorly refitted, probably, hence the A, or we're mm-hmm. speculating the A. I reckon that's the Titan A, man. Um, I mean, we don't know for sure. It's nice to speculate. If it's the original or the A, I'm happy. Um, I couldn't figure out the shape of the thing until I watched something uh, elsewhere that Gray and I have seen, that it's... Um, a play on an old uh, type of ship. It's a neo constitution. Yeah, neo constitution. Neo Connie, we'll call it. Now, I don't know what neo means. Maybe a revision, a second version, something like that. But neo usually means what just what what came just before, or what I should say is they take one ship, call it a neo constitution, and that spreads off into other ships, other ships that are similar to it ah. so in other words before before we settled on the constitution class like you're looking at behind me hmm. okay there was the neo constitution <clears throat> so they started out with a blueprint of the neo constitution and said okay this is this is where we're at that we really like where do we go from here and then they spun off ships from the neo constitution so so there was a lot of you know th- there was the i guess it was like the like the master ship or the master blueprint, or or the yeah. grandfather, you know, whatever. And then many ships came off of that. Because if you think about it, when you're looking at like Reliant class and stuff like that, what is it? You're just dropping the nacelles below, 
and you you know like on a constitution class and you almost have a reliance so that's well, no, what i think happened it was the neo-constitution that is spun off from there we know the reason for that gray you're talking about looks like nacelles have been added here and dropped from here that's them just doing what star trek's famous for rehashing old designs <laughs> and and we, and, we, and, right. and we do see this here with the nacelles from um uh from the titan or the titan a that are clearly taken from Picard season two um it's a kind of no-brainer and they've touched them up a little bit and made them a little bit better I like I like the look of this ship, Gray. Um, you can mm-hmm. I didn't see it initially until I read about it, and then I went I can see it now. It is a play in the Constitution. Um, it looks it looks real really good. Uh, you're frozen a bit there, Gray. No, I'm still here. Your video is definitely frozen ever so slightly in this end. That's amusing. <laughs> do you want it? Do you want to turn as your long vi- as I... Do you want to turn your video can, can off you hear, and back on? Can you on? hear me? Are the audience still working? I can hear you, mate. I can hear you. Turn your video off and back on again. There we go, that might fix it. Ray just froze, so if people are um, watching this later, they can have a little chuckle at it. There you are, Gray, you're back, mate, you're back. You'll see what I mean later, you kind of froze, which was amusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, what were we saying? So, yeah, um, I, can see, I can see from the Titan that it's got the Constitution-type chassis, if you like, but it's more, it's got more curves to it. She's a little bit sexier in terms of the curvature, and all the right or wrong places. Do you like the look of this ship, Gray? Yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it looks like a, um, and I'm not knocking it, it looks like a squash constitution because basically the nacelles are way closer to the body than raised up. And the hull, or the, the, the saucer section, I should say, is also raised, is also down as opposed to the constitution. So you can kind of see where the so called neo constitution came from. Um, but I do like the ship. It also looks like it's, it's, uh, uh, it's not nearly as big as the uh, the actual Constitution class. I'm guessing maybe a third the size. Really? Um, that small? The Constitution yeah. was never that big anyway. It's just made to look bigger well, on the screen. Well, the Constitution was... was. I guess it's in relation to what are we comparing it to, because yeah, Constitution was not a small, really a small ship, but when you compare it to the Galaxy class, yeah, really? okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it only hold a few hundred people, and the galaxy took like I think held eleven hundred people or something like that, whatever yeah. it was. Um, so it's all relative. I, I like sometimes, and there probably is a video out there, um, but there's a couple of talented people out there that actually put together videos where they do the ship scale size from the littlest thing to the, all the way up to the top hmm. in exact scale. So oh, that yeah. way you can kind of see. Yeah, I don't you know what you're talking about. Exactly He's really impressive yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nice to see that because it gives you a quick, you know, relation to like how, like for instance, one of the biggest ships around is the Borg Cube. I mean, the thing is massive. I haven't seen a Uh, when you when yeah when you see them fighting the Borg Cube, there's a whole bunch of ships, even Sovereign class size ships that are fighting the Borg Cube. So you can imagine how big the cube is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, It's all all to do with size comparison, what you're measuring, I guess, like you say. Um, I mean, I, the, the, we, the, I didn't see any, well, it was only a quick clip. I didn't see any Sovereign class flying around, but I was kind of hoping, and of course we don't really know because we're only going off of what we saw. We don't know whether the Enterprise is going to show up, although they all say it will. And if it does show up, we hear everything from, uh, I've heard everything from people going, oh, it's going to be the old 1701A and then dry dock or some other museum, or it could be the Galaxy class. No, wait, it could be the Sovereign. No, wait, it might be the F. No, wait. It's like. 
No one uh, knows. Grey, to be fair, see, at the end of that, and I can't say this for sure, it's just what I thought I saw and what other people are mentioning they thought they saw, is towards the end of the Picard clip, uh, I see what I think looks like a sovereign ship in the distance, but it's not clear. It's not mm. close enough. So if that is the Enterprise E or F, I am a happy, happy boy. And it makes sense. I'm happy with the Titan in there. Makes sense. It'll fit into canon perfectly for this, um, and I'll actually bring it to real life version for once. Uh, and uh, and on top of that, seeing the Enterprise E or F, because either of them could be an operation at this stage, would fit perfectly. Because I want to see great. I want to see Star Trek Enterprise type series, and not to be confused with Scott Bakula's right. one. I want to see one with Captain Worf or Captain Hansen or something along those lines. I'd be happy with either of those yeah. two characters. Uh, but we're getting a bit of a head well, like, no, well, yeah, but it's a good digression because I would, what I would like to see, or maybe, or what I'm hoping anyway, is now that the suits have learned after four years of all of us screaming, have they learned that they need steady? Well, we're assuming that they've learned. <laughs> now they see the strange new world is doing really well. It's 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 universally acclaimed as being the best of all of the new Trek stuff, yeah, both agreed. by critics and by fans. Yep. Which means, what does that translate to? money Ka-ching. so if that's the case if they're smart they would do something like you and i have said and many fans have said and just like you just said now try to do a captain war series or maybe do a titan thing with with a you know a seven of nine on there or whatever something like that because all of us especially me because I'm, I'm a big tos fan but you know maybe a little bigger than you yeah, but back then we were all going Captain Sulu, Captain Sulu, Captain Sulu. What is wrong with you? Do a Captain Sulu series. And then when he and they never Star Trek Six, he was brilliant. Right, he was brilliant in Six, and he was also pretty brilliant in the Voyager episode oh, because yeah. Tuvok was on his ship, right? Yeah, that's right. So he yeah, was I on there, that. and he was on, he was really good, and that just gave us the tease as to what he could have done now the actor's pretty old so i don't know whether they can do anything really anymore but but the point is is that don't be don't be stupid out there now that you see strange new worlds works duh the best thing would be to start develop don't develop the section 31 and hey and, uh, i want to see section 31 uh, yeah but, but wait a minute listen, listen to me or starfleet academy finally like teenagers running around nope exactly i said can a lot of that crap and and just you know or if you're going to do a section 31 right uh-huh. Then you got to involve Seven of Nine because she used to work a lot of Black Ops stuff. So, duh, the, that would with, mean with, with put the, her with the Federalist Rangers, I believe they were called. Yes, right. So now she would be with the Titan, and she'd be in a Black Ops program. Now you make now I'll be something I really want to see. Great, I would uh, if they're wearing what uh, uh, is it Michelle Yeoh um, was wearing yeah. um, with all the black leather, and they put seven and nine into that. that I'm, I'm up for that. I'm not complaining. That works for and me. And I'm not knocking Michelle Yeoh. She's good, and it doesn't mean she can't be in the series. I'm just saying that that's a no-brainer. You want to put a cast character that we can identify with. It also opens up the chance for more cameos of the of the characters that we all love before they get too old and they can't do it. Um, yeah. so that would open up another whole, whole wonderful can of worms. That would be great. Don't think we'd so see I, it. That's what, I don't think we'd see it. She's too squeaky clean. Uh, I, now, I, Captain I, Anson. Yeah, but you know what? I don't. I wouldn't say anything if they. It, again, this is all speculation. But mm-hmm. if they've learned anything, the thing that 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 motivates uh, uh, the production houses more than anything else is making money. 
period. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say it, but that's the way it is. So they see this that SNW is doing that, and they're and if they're really smart, they got to start spinning off shows with Don't some call of the it other SNW, cast. mate. TOS is allowed that shorthand. Don't call it SNW. You take <laughs> the life and soul out of it when you do that, mate. <laughs> But everybody person. does it. TOS, TNG, DS9. Come on. No, you yeah, you've got we a point, actually. Yeah, you've got a point. I'll shut up. Um, yeah. Right, okay. So, safe to say, Gray and I are a massive fan of the Titan, Stroke Titan A, and Seven being in charge, and all that good stuff. So, we look forward to seeing that. And the line from Riker, hello, beautiful. See, when he said that, I thought he was talking mm-hmm. about Enterprise E. I was like, oh, please show us Enterprise okay. E. I am going to explode, mm-hmm. but they didn't. No, no, but let's let's now let's go back on that a second. Talk about that for a minute, sure. because he says, "Hey, hello, beautiful." Does not mean it's the Titan. No, I don't know. No, hey, doesn't, whoa, 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 doesn't pause, necessarily pause. mean it's the Enterprise E. I'm not, we don't it see. We don't see. We're speculating. I know, right? But because he says "hello, beautiful," and and you know, it's got to be one of the iconic ships. So if could it's be not Deanna the Titan, Troy. Could be his wife. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Seen her float in space. <laughs> or they space it on. No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but my guess is that if it's not the Titan, it would have Enterprise. to be the Enterprise E or the D because there's stories about the D being taken out of mothballs and used or something. So hey, can we touch on that the, very yeah. briefly, Gray? Sorry to interrupt you because mm-hmm. that is a bee in my bonnet. There's two stories to this. The yeah. Enterprise D. Because we know the engineering section, the the saucer, not a saucer drive. The help me out, Gray. The, na- the nacelle parts. No, none right, of us right. know the bloody name, but the, the battle drive or whatever it was called that blew up. Yeah, yeah. But the saucer crashed thanks to Deanna Troy's really bad driving. Nah, I'm only kidding. It's not her fault. Uh, but we <laughs> see it crash, and then at the end, we 110 percent see Starfleet dismantle it. Right, we see it, but yet mm-hmm. we're told mm-hmm. that don't assume that's what happened, despite what you saw with your eyes. That it very well could have just been taken yep. away and put into a museum. So I don't think it's. Well, the I mean, the, the, I don't think it is either. And to be honest with you, if I had my choice, I would rather see the E show up. You they know, said than personally the, two the, enterprises could be E and F. Could be yeah, E but you and know what? Uh, that but think about it. And the only thing that worries me about the fact that they could bring back two enterprises too much. And if they don't, ha- if they, yeah, and if they don't handle that right, it's going to yeah. be stupid. Yeah, yeah you know, true. I think the Titan and Enterprise, whatever yeah, it is, F. Enterprise is enough. Yes, that, that's enough. That's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm really hoping that the Hello Beautiful was the Enterprise and not the Titan. And I got a feeling that it was because yeah. why would they go through the trouble of doing the Titan? And then showing Seven as being in command of the Titan, and then showing Seven obviously sitting in the command chair. Yeah, and yeah, then you're gonna, yeah. and then you, and then you're gonna go, you know, Riker going hello, beautiful. Yeah, and Gray, they don't show it on purpose, so they want you to think, and that tells me probably that it'll be the E or F, and it could be either or, the E because it's the last big ship that Riker knew before the Titan, um, and mm-hmm. it is gorgeous. I mean, out of all the Enterprises, you could disagree with me it does look the most stunning like in terms of sleek yeah. and stylish nice. and sexy i'm not saying it's the best that's mm-hmm. open to debate which we will talk about that one that could be a really long video so get your popcorn and drinks when it yeah. comes to it but <laughs> i mean let's let's see what happens we're at great i like speculating i'm interested to see what goes on with that we're touching on a couple other things no, no, think about it for a second the e would make sense because the e could quite possibly be in 
let's yeah, say but it dry could, dock. It could it's, also it's, possibly be out at the time. It means it could might might not be in Star Trek canon anymore. It may have been. It's many years have passed, mate. Many years. Right, right. So, so the ship could either be in itself its, it's own mo- museum, balls. yeah, right, or it could have been. Obviously, it's, it could be de- or has been or will be or whatever decommissioned and sitting somewhere. And so, what would be the easiest ship to go and commandeer? It would be a ship that's sitting there. Yeah, it would be a ship that's sitting there in dry dock somewhere floating around on a, so a moon or whatever. They, they talk about possibly, I think Picard, uh, Picard uh, Patrick Stewart was talking about possibly you might see two Enterprises, right? My theory is, although beautiful is the Enterprise E in Mothballs, or just mm. recently been taken out of operation, and then towards the end of the se- season three, we will see the You'll Enterprise see F. F leading With to the new show. You're welcome, Green. I gave it to you straight first before anyone else. I think it's a very plausible uh, hypothesis. And with Warp being captain, maybe. Oh, that would, that would be right? bloody good. I would love to see Warp be the captain. Because uh, the beta canon, if I'm right in saying, not that I've read the books, but beta canon is Warp is uh, the captain. Was It's either of the E later on or of the F. So... Just go with it. And he looks great. Worth. Yeah. Let, let's let's touch on a couple other things because we love talking about starships, but um, we will do a whole separate video on starships at some point. We saw some other things, uh, Gray, from, from this uh, uh, trailer that looked great, by the way. So much better than other ones. We saw, again, what some of the characters look like. I want to touch on mm-hmm. how awesome Worf is looking, Michael Dorn. He is still looking yep. good, man. He's got the white hair now. He is looking badass, um, and same with Jordan LaForge as well. Uh, Beverly Crusher, Crusher and Deanna Troy are aging a bit. Not their fault. Yeah, a little bit. But but the, mm-hmm. the, the guys, the dudes, are they're looking good, man. What's, what's your thoughts on these guys, uh, their looks? Well, Stuart looks pretty old. Yeah, let's yes, face he's it. not aging well, yeah. You know, and so they needed to get more makeup on him. Uh, McFadden is aged somewhat, but that's okay. Um, and Troy, too, but a little makeup will help there or whatever um dorm being put under the makeup after so many years must have been interesting and the white hair makes sense klingons have a long lifespan though because uh i think martok and and some of the others lived lived to like 125 it's not quite vulcan is it it's somewhere in between human and vulcan i think isn't it because vulcan yeah yeah 200 plus right exactly and i think the klingons are more in the range of 150 plus or whatever or 125 150 plus but look at they I mean they they get gray or white or whatever so that's kind of cool on on wharf so yeah you look pretty good you know who looked at i don't know why it just popped in my head but you know who looked more admiral type to me it was jordy yeah jordy looked like he was an admiral do, do, he maybe he is but, do, I, but do he just asked, looked that way do you think they asked him uh uh do you think they said leave our would you be open to wearing the visor again or do you like the option of it or they, he was just told here you're not gonna have the visor anymore do you think I, I wonder if they asked him that or not because we have moved on but the last we saw of him it was it was it was in star trek 11 was it uh, uh insurrection and his eyes had healed temporarily but then they reversed so it makes sense but i wonder if they asked him that question I, I, he probably well, I wouldn't be up like, for I, it. I, no, I wouldn't either. I mean, I think in the movies, we they set precedent by the fact that he doesn't have to have the visor. So I think it's logical. And why stick a thing over him if he doesn't really have to? I think I think the way they're... And if you really do think about it, technology should be 
pretty advanced by that point that you don't have to wear a visor of that type. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, it does make sense. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Uh, so we like the look of some of our uh, beloved TNG characters. Um, we see a couple of other things uh, in this trailer, Gray, as well. Um, we see a kind of weird alien type ship that looks like it's maybe heading towards a sovereign class that's that's what we see and we can't quite see it clearly um mm -hmm. we don't know what it is people have speculated about what it could be um and then this this looks like it's after uh beverly crusher so it could be her ship we don't know um the new the new aliens in this do look menacing a little bit they've got kind of clicky type noises to them um mm -hmm. and i'm assuming they're which, there the which, henchmen and i don't really like the clicky thing either it's Why going not? right back to predator because it's predator do something it's... different uh, uh, okay i mean i'm just look i'm looking for more originality so we have we have and they sound just like the predator clicking come on i like the predator clicking i do too but do something original all right, that's all okay, i'm saying okay. why are you um, falling back on this kind of stuff <laughs> we also we Actually, also yeah no it's good go ahead no no go ahead uh, we also also see uh and i think uh i agree with gray in this point we see uh we see starfleet academy i think it, uh, they've said it is or it looks like getting destroyed with what seems like a, a beam cutting weapon that seems to go around outside of the circular building and makes it implode because uh it literally cuts away I don't like how easily that's done, Gray. I'm assuming yeah. that's why you weren't a big fan of that. It's supposed to be the most protected planet in the system, um, and it's it's like a butter through knife. You know, it seems to be our right. Earth is right. too easily attacked for my liking, mate. Is that why you don't yeah, like I, it? I, yeah, I don't like that at all. I mean, I, I don't understand what this uh, what would be the word, the penchant for wanting to destroy things that really don't need to be destroyed. And it really goes back all the way to Enterprise D, when it got destroyed in the movie, why? They didn't need to destroy the Enterprise D. They had already destroyed the Enterprise 1701 refit for a good reason. And all of us felt terrible when it blew up because it was almost like a character dying. The ship is a character, even though it's not alive. It's a character to all of us. We've always, when that ship blew up, the Enterprise, it made me feel terrible all of a sudden because, yeah. oh my God. Now, anticlimactic they go and blow up the enterprise d and i'm like no it doesn't need to be blown up so i always thought that was one of the stupidest things they, they now i see this starfleet building going down i'm like come on like you mm -hmm. said you mean to tell me that they got by all the earth's defenses that easily and just dropped that building well they better be I mean, really really strong aliens or bad guy alien they have to be really really strong to do that because otherwise they'd be disappointed um and yeah they kind of did have to blow up the demon they kind of they've said because it was the TV one, the TV enterprise for so long, uh, they had mm -hmm. to update it to something new and shine. I get it, but I also love. Yeah, the but they didn't well, have to blow so. it up though. They could yeah, have just let it go off or the, something. You know, yeah, 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 true, like true, normal. True. Um, way too anticlimactic. But the building going down just makes me just nuts. I'm like, no, nah, come on, it's too easy. It's unless too it was easy. like maybe, and the only thing I could think of is unless it was like a. Uh, an embassy building on some other world. Yeah, that's you know, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not Earth. So if that's the case, I, I you know, okay, then maybe I could believe that. Yeah, but you don't know, like an outpost, Earth. leave Earth alone, oh, no. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I we mean, do we do see some. Uh, we've also mentioned here that touching on that previous point we made about seeing some other characters and looking and sounding good, it was true of Freaks as well. We see uh, see Riker sitting down talking to Patrick Stewart and Patrick Patrick Stewart Cap. Captain Picard. I'm getting confused here, Gray. Um, and they're talking about old times, and you know, he's, Picard's sorry for getting him into trouble for asking him to do this. And Riker's like, "Are you really though? Like, you know, it's kind of we're old friends, we're old pals." He calls him Jean Luc. That's a kind of close friendship that these two characters have. But but Freaks Riker looking and sounding good that you mentioned, Gray, here in the notes. I agree. Um, I. Patrick Stewart is getting older, but he is a bit a decent bit older than um, than Freak, so that kind of makes sense. Um, one character we don't see Gray, and I'm kind of glad for this. And, and hear me out; you may agree with me on this point. Um, mm-hmm. We see no data, despite us being told he is coming back. Now, Data's one of my favorite characters from TNG, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I don't. I, basically, I've, I've noted down here, Gray, that you know, let the character die in peace. Christ's sake. Yeah. Uh, he's he's came back, he's died, he's came back, he's died. I'm exaggerating a little bit, obviously, but he's had his time, his place. I don't want to see I don't want to see another version of him, like uh, Soong or some or someone like that. Yeah. I don't want to see another version. Just let him go. So I'm curious what yep. they'll actually do with this great. How do you think how do you think he'll come back? Do you want to speculate? To be honest with you, if they if they supposedly bring him back, whether it's you know it, the only way that I could see it work, and even it's then B. I don't want to see it, is a flashback. No, it no. Who, like who's flash- the character from the uh, the end? Are you talking last... about Lore or, or no? His, his brother Lore, the is other it B, uh... the the yeah yeah the the, the, the yeah, dumb one. I don't want to see that. I don't want. I don't want to see that. But either. it's logical. It makes sense. That's the best way to bring oh, him not, back. I'm without... not saying. It, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just saying that just stop already. You know, I mean, first of all, not only did, did they already handle he's, he's uh, dead, Jim. Data in the movies, but they bring him back in the series. Okay, fine. I it, I like the angle that they took. And then he finally just, you know, died like yeah. for real. And that was it. So to bring him back is really, really, really stupid. And so I, I hope they don't do it. And I, and I don't care how they bring him back, whether it's whether it's B or Lore or whoever the well. hell it is. Any of them, any of that is going to be bad. So no matter what he does or what they do, it's. I'm already telling you right now, it's bad. Probably. I haven't even seen it, and it's bad. It's B four. So that's I, it. It's B four. I've forgotten that season. Yeah. So I. So I just hope they we don't see that because really, just come on. Another character that's back that we're not massive fans of, but I think Gray's a little no. bit more pissed off of her than me is Rafi. Now, oh. now, Gray, 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 hear me out. I'm not a massive fan of her as well, but bear in mind, think Picard season one. I know it's painful. Try and think about it just for a quick moment and then forget about it. One or two? Uh, both of them, really, but um, okay. uh, one and two. You have their own crew, their own their own regulars on that show now. They have cut a lot of them out. They've cut, they've cut two, three more characters out of that. So you're getting yeah, you something. Want, you know why, right? Yeah, because it, they didn't resonate with the fans. I know that. They don't work. Yeah, they suck. But, but, so they got, they got a few of them out of there, but they have to kind of keep Rafi because... Rafi is kind of like Picard's uh, current Riker, like the unofficial number one, the person that's been... She took over as kind of his replacement after Riker left. Now, we don't like that, but that's just the way it's looking like at the moment. So now, she kind of has reason to hang too. about. 
Michelle has there a is great another eye, reason why. Right, but there is another reason why the character would hang about. Because she has a relationship with, with Seven. Seven. Yeah, or, or does she? We don't so, know. I was kind of gutted by that. It, they made it fair, yeah, they made it fairly clear in season two, which not, again was stupid. I'm not getting anywhere with and, Seven and Nine. That's, that's me screwed. No, she and doesn't, I, and, she doesn't and, like dudes. And, Unless something is written so fabulously well that it's going to change my mind, Rafi right there brings brings the whole series season three down about a half a a half or a full number for me right there. Sorry, I'm I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to give it a ten if I even was even if I was going to give it a ten I couldn't do it with her in there. It goes I down to a nine at, at best case scenario because of that. At best case. <laughs> Because she's awful. Um, well, that and the fact that they bring... Let's just say they that you know Rafi's in it. So let's yeah. say they do bring back Data somehow and Rafi. Oh, God. Now we're dropping to a nine or an eight right away. <laughs> We've got Rafi and Picard. Just, I think that's it. I think that's... And seven, but we don't mind seven being in it. Um, yeah. no. Hey, look. Picard season two was a one or a two if you're lucky. So they're, they have nowhere to go but up. <laughs> See, people... Should, should, I, I, should, I should mention, right? Now... Gray sounds like he's a lot more down in Picard than me, and he's got every right to be, I think. I wasn't a fan of season one or two. I like to be a bit more diplomatic. Um, I'm a glass kind of half-full guy, but I don't blame Gray for being so down in season one or two. See, when you're a big Trekkie like us, and and they've pissed all over canon and what Star Trek should be, you kind of mm. are entitled to upset. And bear in mind, like you've got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, Gray is older than me. He's seen all of Star Trek. He's seen the original series as it, as it was on TV. Um, so he's the first generation of hardcore Star Trek fans. And if everyone anyone's got a right to be pissed off, I think it's you, Gray. Uh, you, you've got high standards, mm-hmm. and rightly so. I was more... It was the end of Next Generation. I started watching Star Trek properly, Voyager and DS9, properly. So... Mm. I've got a different perspective, but yours is yours is correct as well. Uh, we'll see what happens. It can't. I don't think it could be much worse than season one and two. And I'm touching wood when I say that, so I don't jinx myself. Uh, but well, <laughs> see, I was being kind to season one and giving it probably around a. And I mean, again, I'm being a bit kind. I would give it around a seven because it did have a lot of redeeming qualities to it. No, so for me, it was like. Six. Well, I'm just saying. I'm trying to be kind. So then I sit there and I figure, all right. Now that we've established what we've done in season one, season two has got to be that much better. And they go totally opposite all the way into the ground. And, and, and it's not, I can't fault. I'm not faulting all the actors to be honest with you, because the writing is so bad. What do you do? And they're acting reflected the fact of how bad the writing was because their acting was piss poor in a lot of areas too. Yeah. Um, But so, so when you look at it and say like, okay, first season is, you know, not it's okay, and then you go into dirt, dog dirt on season two. What would you expect season three to be? So I'm really worried because I, if they don't really put the effort behind it and come up with at least decent writing, oh man, it, the 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 downside is it could just ruin our memories of TNG forever because it just you know what I'm saying. I think it will be. They good can't great. do that. I think it will be good because they know what they've done. I think they've heard the voices and reaction mm. from fans, and they're like, "Let's pull an obvious one out of the bag. Let's get it's a TNG reunion." They say it's not a reunion, but it kind of. Now, is do you th- in following your logic, do you think 
that they decided to put Rafi in there only because those few people that happen to like season one and two. Yes, and because they, they need to they need to keep some resemblance of Picard's Star Trek Picard crew, as we know in season mm. one and two. They have to if they get rid of her. There's only seven or nine who come in later anyway, and uh, and and Picard himself. So they have to keep they have to hang on to the the other important character. Um, but yeah, so what they need so what what they need to do then is they have to dress her in a red uniform. And she has to get killed within the first one or two episodes. <laughs> red oh, shirts must great, die. Great, great. Red <laughs> shirts must die. Yes, yes. Um, right, we'll move. We'll move yeah. on from that because we'll 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 pick the bones clean, rightly so, of of that trailer. Um, we are looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cut out a couple of uh, other noticeable things that were on uh, Star Trek Day where. We saw some lower deck stuff. We saw some prodigy stuff, and we saw some uh, strange new world stuff. Now, lower decks is probably the weakest of all the shows, in my opinion. People could disagree with that, um, but it's it's down there towards the bottom, just because it's very different. I like the the, the comedy side of it. I do, and we do see some things from the remaining episodes of season three, Gray. We see we see Boimler, or it looks like Boimler, um, as a captain, uh, wearing a different uniform on a sovereign class ship. Now you've noted here, Gray, his transporter double. It isn't mirror universe stuff. We don't see any obvious signs to this, so it could be. We don't know what he is, how he got into that position, but we love seeing a sovereign class, don't we, Gray? Oh yeah, I thought it was great when I saw it fly in. I'm sitting there going like, I wonder who the captain is on that one. And then we see Boimler. But the reason I was mentioning transporter doubles because if I remember correctly, when I watched the episode, the double is working on the Titan oh, with Riker. Oh, double. You're right. Yeah. Yep. It's probably him. So that so that would be perfect. If or even and an even bigger slap in the face to the we'll call him the original Boimler that his transporter double made captain <laughs> by a sovereign him. class that would make sense great <laughs> wouldn't it because it seems to be they get shit on all the time and they don't get anywhere so that would be lord dex etiquette for it to be his double that's actually captain and he's not <laughs> of course it could be so. lots of other things i mean with the thing with doing an animated or cartoon I, i'm gonna call it because it's a comedy um you can do almost anything and get away with it um, so yeah, they could be can. thrown into another dimension or another time thing or whatever, and they would just laugh it off. So anything could go. But it was still cool, though. It was. Because it looked like the Cerritos was getting beat to crap, and they're about ready to explode or something. And, and Properly. You know, Romulans. Properly getting demolished. And then you see a, right. And then you see a big old E-class sovereign come in, a uh, sovereign class come in there and like, yay. It's nice to so see the Romulans again cool. as well, Gray. Actually, to be fair, we we discussed this in the last episode mm-hmm. when I said when I saw the orb type thing, the ball. I thought, ah, oh, I thought Romulans straight away. Um, it's actually nice to see the Romulans make an appearance um, in Lord Dex because the Cerritos is getting absolutely smashed. So that'll be another refit, possibly, no doubt, for for well, the fourth season that, to do it. That would be the only thing I guess I have against what I'm seeing. If all that's going to go down, I guess, is that why does it get the Cerritos get like beat to hell again? They just got done getting beat to hell and now yeah, it's going to get it, get it again. Give it a break. I mean, come on. 
And of course, they fix it in no time. But again, it's a cartoon. Well, it's so the Cerritos now, after it got all its hull plating re-added, it wasn't considered a major refit, even though it kind of could be. So it wasn't an A at this stage. So maybe now yeah. we'll get the Cerritos A. So we'll never know. Um, but yes, that was a, a sneak peek in Lord X. We also got a little look at Prodigy. Now, I... I think I speak for you as well, Greg. We like this. It's not our favourite Star Trek show, but it's not our least favourite. We do like mm-hmm. Prodigy. It's a bit more... Ironically enough, it's a bit more serious, despite it being a kid's show, which is because they don't put the same type of cheesy humour in it. But I genuinely love this. Now, this is still season one, technically, Greg. Uh, they just, for whatever reason, done ten episodes in the first half and then ten in the second. They should have just called it season two. Because they're never going to put 20 yeah. episodes in one season back to back. That doesn't happen anymore, no. as we know. Um, what we see in this is real Janeway um, and that Dauntless class type ship with a slipstream. Uh, is it slipstream? It's not slipstream. Did I get the wrong technology yeah, I there? I think it was. Yeah. I uh, think it was slipstream, quantum drive, whatever. Quantum drive, yeah, from, from uh, Voyager. Um, we see her in that Dauntless class type ship, which I don't like the look of. I think that looks goddamn ugly. Uh, looking, uh, chasing after uh, hologram uh, uh, Janeway. Now, the Protostar is. I'm fascinated by this ship, Gray, because it's an experimental technology mm-hmm. ship. Small little ship, got it. It's powered by basically a small sun in the middle, which gives me kind of. Vibes a little bit of a Romulan uh, warbird, to be fair, because they use different warp drive. They use like a little black hole yeah. uh, to power theirs. So you've got two really fast ships with two different te- technologies for, for going f- uh, faster than light. And then you hear the uh, Protostar crew go, oh, they've got the quantum slipstream uh, drive. Be careful. How are we going to outrun them? I'm like, dude, you've got, you've got, a, you've got technology that's on paper faster than that Dauntless class type ship, you could easily outpace them. They're going through. I think it was it a a, a slipstream well, the, tunnel. The, yeah, but here's the thing: I also don't understand about that scene. They're all inside the. They're traveling in their warp bubbles, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. So they're in the they're in the zone. They're traveling at warp. They're in the warp bubble, whatever you want to call it. It was the quantum slipstream Unless, thing. It looked like transwarp. Yeah, but either way, either way, they're in a warp situation. They're both going in warp. But the thing I don't understand, and I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember seeing this in any previous series. Two, okay, two different things. I don't think you you could have a shot of one ship in warp following another ship in warp. But okay, I'm going to go along with that one okay. for a minute. But then they're communicating with each other. You can do that at warp. They've no. never they've never been that. able to communicate with each other when you're in warp ever yeah, you can. in the series. No, oh, not in that series. Not when they're not actually in, in warp. Yeah, sure, but I, but if I remember correctly, yeah, I'm pretty sure when you're in warp, I don't believe you can communicate ship to ship while you're warping. Don't know, man. I think you can. As soon as you come out, be, well, I don't know. I we'll maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to come go back. back to Look, you. we'll research and come back to you. Because every time I've ever seen them do a communication, it was always after they had just stopped. They sent out, you know, Starfleet or whomever they talked to. But what's your and when they were talking from ship anyway. to ship, it was always out of warp. Okay, but what's your the, point on that anyway? So that bothers me because I don't oh, think that's right, possible. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, we'll look into that. I, I, I agree. Thinks one thing and I think another. It might be something in the middle. You like to think with technology and advancements, it's moved on to. The, you certainly couldn't do it in Star Trek Enterprise days. I know that much. Uh, but as time went on, 
you could you could fire your phasers at warp gray which always cracked me up in torpedoes and stuff um yeah, yeah that, that was a strange one but anyhow um we like the look of this uh that's back in october yeah. um and we hope that's a precursor to captain janeway series would you be up for that gray I would. I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be kind of cool. I, I mean, obviously, uh, Kate Mulgrew is all down with it. You know, yeah. he's a fantastic actor. And... Well, this this goes back to what we already were talking about before. There's a bunch of these things that they could do, and they really, they really should look into it and do it. That's what the people and want. It, Give the people what they want. Exactly. Um, so that would be kind of cool. I mean, to have her. She's not. You know, she's getting older, yes, but she's not like Patrick Stewart old. Uh, no so one's, no one's can Patrick still Stewart off. old. Because <laughs> well, Patrick Stewart's like, what, 82, 83? 83, something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's looking at But I think uh, Mulgrew is only in her late 60s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or early 70s, something like that. So she could definitely pull it off. She looks fine and healthy. So she that would be, be really cool. Admiral uh, Janeway, I think, would like to see something like that. I think at this stage she is an admiral. I mean, she's an admiral you know and, be- and prodigy, so... You know, you know what I thought would be really cool, and I'd heard little rumors that this might happen, but I never, I never read anything more about it. Um, I would love if they really wanted to take a shot, start doing more of a, more of a Star Trek anthology type series. And why do I say that? Because you would not, you would not be stuck to having to do multiple seasons of one particular crew, but being able to do a bunch of different things. So, in other words, like mm-hmm. imagine doing a season where Janeway's involved. And so it's Star Trek anthology series and she has, she's the main one and she gets a one-off, so to speak, series. Then the next season that the anthology series comes back on, now all of a sudden we have Captain Worf and he gets a whole season to himself. No, he, he and then the a next... whole series. I'm sorry. Yeah, carry on. Well, I'm just saying, you could do things though. You could bring back a lot of the characters that we like or even some of the, and I hate to use this phrase, but even some of the secondary characters that we really like yeah. could be in their own little things in an anthology type show. Yeah. Heck, it could be, I mean, you could actually do an anthology series where each episode is it's, as a standalone episode, like they've been doing with uh, Strange New Worlds, but it has a different character each week that we know and love in a, their own episode. Great. I'm I not think that'd against be, that. That'd be great. I'm not against it if they do it well. It always comes down to the writing and doing it well. If right. they do it well, sure, yeah. Right. It's a great way to get a lot of these rammed into one anthology long type show. I'm up for that. Uh, we'll see what happens. But they've got ideas. They've got plenty of canon, plenty of material to pull mm-hmm. from Grey. Star Trek will go on forever because they've got so much. It's like it's yeah. like the Marvel thing. They can keep going because they've got so much content to go from. Some of it's not great. Some of it's brilliant. Uh, but the last thing we've got, last thing we've got here to note before we sign off was we got a little sneak peek, and it is just a sneak peek because it's it's the longest far off show I think uh, of all of them that's coming back. Uh, Strange New World season two. Now, despite it not, uh, w- well, if you think about it, Picard season three is uh, February next year, so you'd imagine it'll be spring, beginning of summer before we see. Yeah. Season two April, of Strange New Worlds, yeah, and yeah. and that's far off. But yet we had a really good trailer. Like they, they might have just polished this mm-hmm. CGI and stuff up just for this Star Trek day. And we basically we we, we see we see a, a little look of the some of the characters getting ready to go down to the planet. Uh, and who's the who's the character that 
none of us like Gray. The the Ortegas. Ortegas, that's it. None Ortegas, of us are a big fan of her. Name. She's getting her first chance to go down to the planet, and she's getting all ready. She's going to pilot the the ship, the shuttle, because you know they can't beam down. Stuff's in the atmosphere preventing it. Another Star Trek hindrance that we like. They're classics. So she's going to fly down. <laughs> But it turns out she's actually required to stay in the ship. She's got all suited up, suited and booted, ready to go. And it's Spock that basically was like, you should kind of stay behind. You know, we need you for X, Y, and Z reason. Um, and then you've got her say, she's obviously looking pissed off at this stage. And then handsome mount, as I like to call him, because he's a fine looking chap. Um, <laughs> uh, the captain is like, you know, it's all right. You know, I, 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 I might not be Ortega's class, but I can pilot the ship. And then you just see I've been pissed off with Spock going, going Spock, sometimes you just need to learn to shut it, man, basically, you know. Uh, and then he's like, sorry, yeah, sorry, I'm working on it. So I like, see, this is where I like the humor in yeah. Star Trek, great. If they keep it just at this level and don't milk it to lower deck style, yeah. uh, it works. Yeah. Do we like that the look of this sneak peek of uh, season two, mate? I'm, I I'm looking forward I, to it. I liked it. Well, I mean, look what this SNW is the best thing out there, so of course we're gonna like it better as long as they keep the quality and it looks like they are. So, yeah. Um, but the one thing that I thought was funny was was it actually even though Ortegas couldn't go down to the planet, and I understand you know why she's pissed off. Um, uh, Pike made it made told her says, "Look, you're the best one qualified for this because in the area that we're in, you're gonna have to make manual adjustments to keep the Enterprise from blowing up." And she says, yeah, and she looks over and she starts knowing her stuff, which is cool because I want to see that she knows her stuff, you know, not not just making the faces like we've seen in the other in, during the season. So she goes, yeah, I'm going to have to make manual adjustments every 20 minutes to compensate for the blah, blah, blah. And that's her thing. She and yeah. Spock wasn't trying to keep it. The funny thing was Spock wasn't intentionally trying to keep her off the 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 uh, the away mission to that's go down to the planet. It, it just he just put the fact I know that's what was great. He just put the facts out. The facts say Ortega should stay. And then and then he didn't realize he was gonna piss her off and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm I'm glad Gray remembered a little bit more about that scene than I did there. So thanks for filling in for that, Gray. Yeah, that made sense. It's coming back to me now. Um that was amusing. Well, here's, didn't show too much, but here was another good one though, the two. Then she goes, um I guess to make a case for it. She was going like, Well, you know who's going to pilot the shuttlecraft down there because you're going to go through all this other stuff. And he goes like, well, this is what you were saying. I may not be Artegas, he says, but but I was a a, a, a test, test pilot. pilot. So he kind of just threw it back on her and says, dude, uh, yeah, I've yeah. flown all kinds of crazy-ass ships and I'm still alive. <laughs> you, you, you expect, that's a good point, Great. You expect every captain to be at least a decent to good pilot. I think every captain has got to be able to do that at least decently to well. Uh, and they mm -hmm. have been. Every other uh, captain we've seen before, uh, major captain of a series, has basically been able to fly and fly reasonably well, even if they don't have to. Um, Ortegas, yes, that's, that's how we spell her name. Yeah, just um, he's just typing away notes as we're talking away there. Um, so he, he did put her. But there is one quick, quick thing we can add in. He did, you did remind me of something, though, uh, Gray, which is possibly the most important thing of the whole uh, hour or so we're talking and yes, it's that long. That's what happens when you're talking trick. Um, there was a brilliant touch and tribute to the lo lovely, the wonderful, yep. the gorgeous, certainly back in the day, Michelle Nichols. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, 
Uh, yep. Her, her. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name that's playing Ahura in the new show. So apologies, people. I'm really bad with names. Uh, uh, Celia, 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 yeah. something. We'll go with that. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. She leads a beautiful, touching tribute to her, um, and it basically finishes off with uh, opening all the healing frequencies, which which I loved. Just a lovely list, yeah. little nice touch because she she done a lot for Star Trek. She she it was the first interracial kiss. Uh, while there was black actors on TV at the time, there wasn't a lot of them. She played a massive part, um, and she really, you know, she helped get a lot of. I, I guarantee you, she helped get a lot of uh, black women into TV and and, and film after that. Great yeah. because they saw what they saw. Uh, so she was a massive inspiration. To be sorely lost. Uh, and off and off the show, she was responsible for a lot of astronauts joining NASA. Yeah, that's a good point. She yeah. she, she worked for NASA for years in in helping to recruit people that you know into the program, Genius. not just as astronauts either. You know, as support people and etc. Yeah, it so is, it, it was big genius. time. It's it was, a, it was I, a, I I had the uh, go ahead sorry no on you go Greg you can finish your point no I said I had I had the pleasure of interviewing her for a radio show I used to do years ago, um and I've was telling uh, Trev off the air that I I've just dug up all the old cassette tapes of my show. And I know I have a Nichelle Nichols somewhere, so I have to, I have to like dig that out. But, Maybe yeah. Uh, for the younger people a... listening, Gray, uh, cassette tapes are uh, what Gray and his generation used way, way, way back then. Ancient, ancient technology that you'd see in a Star Audio Trek and in a Star Trek capsule or something from back in nineteen canteen. The old magnetic tapes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we just, um, I don't remember what they were, just in no more. But it was a lovely touch to her, uh, and mm-hmm. I think the. The actor that's taken over for just now is is doing a grand job so far of filling her boots. Same with mm-hmm. uh, Spock, Ethan Peck, who I love. I love that Spock. Um, I love the yeah. Spock also in the Kelvin universe, um, but I'm not liking the Kelvin universe so much in general. But yeah, no, I don't want to no, open that no. can of worms. That's for another another nope. episode for sure. But yes, nope. that is pretty much us, I think, Ray, unless there's any other points from Star Trek Day that you can recall that you want to bring up. I think we've covered most of them, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we covered all the 5% oh, so. that was outstanding. Yeah, and, and we, <laughs> we went into detail about it. You notice, it sounds like we were mostly going to talk crap about it for an hour, but we didn't. We just got the crap stuff out of the way, and then we focused on the good 5% and went into detail, because mm-hmm. that's what we do, man. Uh, so uh, we'll probably be back next for uh, episode four uh, review of Lord Dex. But uh, before then, of course, uh, remember to give it a thumbs up if you like it and subscribe if you want to see more content. Always leave a comment below what you like, what you dislike. Gray and I don't pretend to be experts at this and we always welcome ideas and ways to improve the videos. And if you don't want to see our ugly mugs, this will be released as a podcast and all good podcast platforms shortly after this video goes up so until the next time people live long prosper take it easy bye bye bye